to another episode of The Value Project. My name is Mary. And I'm Becky. And today we are concluding our series on choices. Um, so, so far we have talked about choosing joy, choosing faith and choosing praise. I'm so glad I remembered them all. <laughs> um, and today we are going to be concluding it, talking a little bit about choosing love. Yeah. Um, so, Beck, what do we mean by love and why is it important? I mean, that's a very good question. What is love? Um, I mean, we were chatting before we started calling me about how actually sometimes love, is, we overuse the word sometimes, don't we? Like, you like, would might say, oh, I'd love a cup of tea, although I never would. Nor would I, I tea. hate tea. But, you know, like, you'd, I'd love a chocolate bar, mm-hmm. although I really would love a chocolate bar. But you know what I'm saying? Like, actually, we use the word love a lot, and sometimes I think we, we almost forget, not what it means, but actually what the depth of what we're saying, mm-hmm. like what real true love looks like. I often quite often use it a little bit as a get out as well. So like, um, if for example I've done something like if I've met okay, something I'm really bad at at home is messing up my bedroom. Like, so Tim will get up in the morning, go off to work, and I'll sit like in whatever in the room for a bit. And like I always, every day I mess it up. And he will comes in the room at the end of the day and he like looks around the room that when he left in the morning was tidy and now it's not tidy. And, like, he won't say anything, but I'll just see in his brain being like, for goodness sake, Mary. And what I'll say is I'll just go, oh, I love you too. <laughs> it's basically my way of being like, I know I messed up. I know it's messy. I know it's annoying. But it's okay, because you love me. <laughs> so you're going to forgive me because you love me and because I do it every single day. Um, so I use it, I think, a little bit as a get out as well. Get out of trouble. Yeah. But what do you, I mean, what do you think the Bible says about love? Um... Should we just read Corinthians? So I feel that's a good show. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, a verse of a chapter in Corinthians, which they used a lot of weddings and stuff, but we're going to talk a bit about it here. Um, so do you want me to read it? Yeah. I think the thing is, when we talk about it in weddings, we're often talking about, like, love, like, just between the, the couple kind of mm-hmm. thing, which it, it, it applies, but actually this passage is more about, like, love between people in the church yeah. and God and stuff like that. It's more than just, like, couple yeah okay let's go for it also if you're listening to this on the podcast you won't see this but i've got my new glasses on for reading so you just don't look like me um yeah so i'm gonna read this extra wonderfully today with my new glasses so now you're not allowed to mess up not even once i put loads of pressure on myself okay (laughs) so 1 corinthians chapter 13 if i speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love i'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, and I give over my body to hardship, (laughs) that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonour others, it is not self-seeking, It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails, but but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we only see a reflection as in a mirror. 
well, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, but I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope and love, but the greatest of these is love. I am, um, <laughs> I got a bit confused reading that at the end, I'm going to be completely honest, it's because I was trying to hold in a burp. Oh Mary! <laughs> I was really trying not to burp. <laughs> so it's like, but it's, it has gone now, so. Lovely. Yeah. Back to this. <laughs> um, Great, thanks for that. So yeah, having, having heard that, what, what do you think about that, that chapter of X? I mean, like, I mean, it speaks clearly about actually that love is the most important thing, doesn't it? It lifts up the gifts of the, you know, the spirit, fruits of spirit, but actually it puts this as number one. All those things are nothing if you have no love. If you don't, you know, if you're not prophesying out of love, if you're not, you know, speaking out of love, then they mean nothing. Mm. And actually what lasts isn't those things. What lasts is love. Mm -hmm. But actually, I think sometimes we forget how powerful real, true love is. Mm. You know, we forget sometimes what that looks like. Like, God's kind of love is reckless. You know that, that song, Reckless Love? Mm -hmm. Like, God's love is messy and it's, it's big and it's, you know, and that, therefore that's how we should love. Mm -hmm. It brings back to mind the, um, the verse, I think, is in Matthew with the... Mm -hmm greatest commandment that he gives. I think we should talk about that and then we can, you know. Um, yeah, so when Jesus is, um, he's teaching and someone asks him, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And um, Jesus replies, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So, like, it's so clear here, isn't it? Like, Jesus is saying, you know, like, this guy's come along and he's been like, you know, in the Old Testament there was, you know, loads of laws and rules written. You know, not just the Ten Commandments, but all the other rules and stuff. And he's saying, well, out of all of that, what's the best? Mm. And then Jesus is like, well, actually, love, love God, mm -hmm. love yourself and love your neighbour. And out of that, every other law and thing that is written in the Bible is answered. Mm -hmm. If you love yourself, if you love God and you love your neighbour, then, then everything else is covered. Mm -hmm. But actually, that, that, that's huge. There's like three big things there. Well, four, really. Mm -hmm. There's God's love for us. Mm -hmm. There's our love for God. And then there's um, love for other people. But also our love for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel like really this talk could be put into four talks of just those four sections. So we're not really going to talk about everything today, but kind of touch on each one of those. Okay, so what does God's love for us look like? I kind of mentioned earlier, like God's love is crazy reckless. Mm -hmm. Like, like God doesn't need us. God doesn't need us to, you know, God, you know, God is love. God is love and he doesn't need us. Um, and yet, you know, he loves each one of us. You know, none, none of us has done right. None of us has done good by God. But he still loves us. Um, there's a Bible verse in, I think, 1 John. 1 John chapter 4, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, do you want to read that verse, Mary? Yeah, so 1 John chapter 4 from verse 7 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. 
He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Yeah. Like, I think just the fact for me that actually, like, God sent Jesus, who is God. So God himself came onto earth, died in our place and took all that sin and rubbish away from us. But he did all that, not after we'd done good or mm. to reward us. or He did that because he loved us. Mm. He did that not because we deserved it, but purely because of love. Mm. You know, and you know, God's love for us is far beyond what we deserve mm-hmm. and far bigger than we can understand. And also, that means that we have to love like that. Mm. You know, if God loves us at his own expense and that he'll die for us and that he'll go through pain for us, and, and he loves us even when we've done wrong. That's how we should love, because that's how God loves us. Yeah, like, love is at the start of the equation almost. It's not like, um, you know, we did this, and because we were this, we were loved. Mm. Like, I think a little bit like when I first met Tim, my partner. Like, like the more I kind of got to know him, and the more, like, we, like, connected and stuff, like, the more I loved him. So, like, it was almost like love was the result of us meeting and getting to know each other. Whereas with God, it's like love comes first. Yeah. Like, he loves us not because of what we've done, or not because of, um, yeah, we didn't have to do anything to earn it, but he loved us first. I think we forget that. Mm-hmm. I think we forget, I think we often put God's, God's love for us is like our love for him. Actually, it's not like that. God's love for us is unconditional, mm-hmm. in a sense that we don't ever experience them, ever. You know, like, you know, I know people have kids and stuff, they say, oh, my love for them is unconditional, but it, this is even more than that. This is like, actually, like, you know, there is literally nothing you can do that will stop God loving you. Yeah. That's that's just crazy, really. Like, yeah. like in our, like, society as well, of kind of... Uh, the idea of, like, if someone does something, like, wrong against you, like, it's not unreasonable to be like, I don't like them anymore because they've, like, done something bad. But actually, that is not the model that God shows us at all. No. Like, it's completely the opposite. Like, God is like, you know, even if they do something bad against you, like, you should still love them. Yeah, yeah. And then we kind of go on to the next bit, which is our love for God. And that being number one, most important thing is that we love God. Mm. But again, we, we come out of our human eyes because that's what, what we are. And like you said, actually, love for us tends to grow, doesn't it? It comes to a place that actually, the more we know somebody. So that kind of happens with God, though, doesn't it? Uh, for me, it has anyway. The more I get to know God, the more I fall in love with him. Mm. The more I read his word, the more I spend time hanging out with God, the more I love him. Mm. But actually, like, you know, like, it's so easy, I think, to, like, get wrapped up in the world and things around us that we almost forget that. Like, we forget that God comes first, that God is number one, that we actually love God. Mm. You know, there's, there has to be a time when you can just say, John, I just love you, God. <laughs> like, that's what worship is sometimes, isn't it? It's just opening up your heart and being like, mm. I really love you, God. And I think when you have those moments, like, it's really powerful as well. Like, mm-hmm. you, like you saying that, I just remembered a, a time a few years ago when, like, God really just showed himself to me through, like, the creation. And I had this, like, period of a few weeks where, like, every time I saw God's creation, I was like, this is so beautiful. Like, I love you so much, God. And it was, like, an overwhelming feeling. And I remember walking up, I lived in Plymouth at the time, and I remember walking up this hill, which was, like, one, like, in the, in the middle of Plymouth, and 
it was quite like a rough area. It wasn't like a place you'd particularly think this is really nice. But I remember walking up this hill and being like, oh my goodness God, you this is amazing. Like this world is incredible. Like you are incredible. And just that was just literally like just that love for God yeah. and what he created. Like shown for I guess the appreciation of the things around us. But it was like, yeah, when I think when we have those moments of overwhelming love for God, like that is such an awesome feeling. It is, yeah. But we have to we have to put ourselves in those places, don't we? We have to work on it. We have to, you know, have a relationship with God so that we can. The more we know Him, the more we love Him. Yeah. But God's not like that. The more He, He loves us. Yeah. Regardless of how well we know Him, because yeah. He knows us inside out. Exactly. Yeah. So like, if that's kind of God's love for us and how we love God, how should we kind of take that? and apply it to our love for other people. Yeah. Well, I think this is where we, it gets tricky. Because we just said how God loves us to the point that he will die for us. And he loves us without anything in return mm. and without having to do anything. And actually then, we, what we see um, when Jesus, you know, is walking the earth, we see how we should, we should act. Like, you know, Jesus died for us and Jesus loved people. And he didn't love, he didn't care what everybody around him said. You know, he hung out with the people that the religious people, like, looked down upon, that they shunned. You know, he hung out with prostitutes and he hung out with tax collectors, which were... You know, all these people were, like, marginalised in society. He hung out with people who were, you know, had leprosy and they were definitely, like, not even allowed to live with, with people. And, but Jesus hung out with them and Jesus talked to them and he loved them. And actually, that means for us, actually, how do, do we love like that? Like, it's easy to love someone that you're friends with, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy, but then, I can't remember the Bible verse in, uh, off the top of my head, but there's a Bible verse that talks about, you know, even, even people who aren't Christians love, can love their friends. But we're called to love everybody, mm. yeah, because that's how God loves. We're called to love our next-door neighbour who might be annoying, or our parents who might be annoying. But also the school bully or the person in your office that you just can't stand. Or actually, you know, people in society that you just think, oh, I totally disagree with them. Mm. You know, we're called to love everybody. And not just the like, oh, yes, I love you kind of way. But in that, that reckless way that God loved. Like, God loved to the point that he would die for us. Mm. Could you say you love people like that? Like, it's like that not thing. Everyone, it's like, no. would you, you know, if you... Someone, you know, it's like I'd stand in, in front of a bullet for someone I love for you, but would you stand in a bullet in front of a bullet for somebody you've never met? Yeah. That's, I, that's big questions, isn't it? That's really challenging. Like, that's how God loves, though. God loves to the point that he would die for us. And I'm not suggesting we go out of our way to look for situations where we can put our lives on <laughs> the line for someone. But actually, it's to that point where actually love isn't about just what's comfortable for us. Love, real true love often means we're in a position where it's uncomfortable. Mm. Where we are putting ourselves second and we're putting somebody else before us, their needs before us, you know. Mm. Are you loving someone? Well, are you walking past that homeless person? Are you loving them? Mm. How are you loving them? Yeah. And I think, like, like two things. That the, what kind of you're saying, I think it was in the Corinthians passage about, like, the, the kind of things you do. You could say, well, yes, I am loving, for example, a homeless person because I gave something or yes I am loving my community because I donated to the food bank this month kind of something like that but actually it's like your motivation behind it mm. like is your motivation behind it because um 
like you want to do good or is it because it's out of love mm. um because in the corinthians passage it says actually if you're doing those things it doesn't really matter if you're not doing them for love yeah like they don't they don't really count unless you're doing them out of yeah. love and that is what matters Where, where's your motivation yeah and i think that's what with this whole series doing about choosing is sometimes like actually we have to choose to put ourselves in those positions we have to choose sometimes and it might be even with people that you actually do kind of care, like your, your family or friends and stuff and they might be really doing your head in. And you have to keep choosing to remember that you love them. Yeah. And sometimes that's difficult. Because love isn't always like we've talked about before in our last um, podcast about joy. That actually joy isn't always about that feeling. You don't all, sometimes you have to act on it. On, on what you you know in your heart you should be doing. Mm. You know, they're, they're, everyone can think of a time that somebody they actually do love is doing their head in. Mm-hmm. And they have to like rise above that. But actually we're called to do it to not just the people that we do care about, but for everybody. Mm. And it can be really painful, yeah. like especially if someone's hurt you. Yeah. Um, and actually the very last thing you want to do is show them love. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where like actually something that comes really hand in hand with love is forgiveness. And being able to forgive someone just as God has forgiven us. And again, we're not going to fully go into forgiveness right no. now because it's a huge topic. Yeah. But it is something that I think just goes hand in hand. Yeah, in, I, I think you're right. I think to truly love people means you have to forgive them because that is what God has done to us. Mm. You know, He's forgiven us and he truly loves us. And I think that doesn't necessarily mean you have to totally agree with someone to love no, them. You can still disagree with them. Yeah. And I, I think there's a song, I can't remember what the song is, but there's a line in it which says... Um, when all's said and done, all that matters is love. And I think that really sums it up. It's like you can still disagree with someone yeah. and there can still be things that um, you like struggle with and you, you still need to do forgiveness. But like the overarching thing, all that matters is love. Yeah. It's like when I mess up the room, all that matters is love. That's the overarching yeah. thing right now is that it's okay because Tim loves me. <laughs> like, like all that matters is love is the big overarching thing. So it doesn't mean pushing all the other feelings aside it doesn't mean or completely discounting them it means having the perspective to see that love is the most important thing yeah Definitely. yeah so moving on to the the like other part of that Matthew verse um I think it's that we miss out yeah definitely it's about loving ourselves yeah love other people as you love yourself which means you have to love yourself and I think it's really really important and I think it's the thing that we miss out on this bible verse because, you know, we, we've got to love God, and God, to, and God loves us, and we love other people because God loves us, and God loves them. Mm-hmm. But also God loves me, and he loves you, mm-hmm. and we have to love ourselves because of that. Mm-hmm. And that can be really difficult. You know, like, I think our, our greatest critic is always ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we see our true self unlike anybody else sees our true self. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to like forget that actually, do you know what, like God loves you. May no, God loves you. Mm. Like God has made you to be exactly who you are. And so I know for me, I often think, oh, I wish I was different. I wish I was this. I wish I was that. Mm-hmm. I wish I was cleverer. Or it like would be better if it was this. If I was that. Like, you know all this stuff. But the true reality is, is our God is a God of love, and He made me out of His love. Mm. And therefore, I have to love myself because He loves me. Mm. I am no greater than God. So if God can love me. Why can't I love myself? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, no, there's no reason on this, you know, and that might also mean we have to forgive ourselves for things. Uh-huh. But it also means we have to recognise that actually we are, we are loved yeah. and we should love ourselves. And like you say, that can be so hard because mm. like we, 
see all of our flaws yeah. and, and I think sometimes you could be like oh you know that person says they love you love me but they don't they don't know what's going on inside my head they don't think exactly yeah. it's like you know you see all your flaws and when we look at ourselves like it's in our nature sometimes to like see all the reasons why we shouldn't be loved but like actually God sees all of those flaws mm. God like the person your friend might not necessarily know what's going on in your head but God does mm. and he still chooses to love you and so, like you said, if, if God, if the creator of the universe says that we are worthy of being loved, then who are we to disagree? Yeah. So we have to look back to that first Bible passage we looked at with um, in Corinthians. Mm. And it talks about love being patient and love and all that list of what love is. And we have to apply that to ourselves. Yeah. We apply it to ourselves and we have to apply it to other people. Yeah. You know. Mm. And I think, I think love's a big thing. And we sometimes have to choose to remind ourselves that we love people around us we have to choose to remind ourselves that i am lovable yeah <laughs> that i love myself now i know this day i'm sure we've even we've both had days when we wake up and you just think about yourself yeah but you have to then remind yourself actually no do you know what god i i have been created by god with a purpose mm-hmm. and actually god loves me mm-hmm. and i therefore love myself Man, that is hard, but I, I just... But I just think, go like, you just, can you imagine if everybody loved each other in a cr- the crazy radical way that God loves us? Yeah. Like, if everybody always put other people first and was always looking for everybody's best interests, like, this world would be a completely different place if we all truly loved each other. Yeah. And, like, so I guess the encouragement is, like, it can start with us. Yeah. Like be, be radical. Be radical in how you love your neighbours and be radical in how you love yourself. Mm. And like, I really think that's one of the hardest things. I think when pe- people would like will be if you if people see in yourself when you are feeling confident in yourself and 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 love for yourself, people see that. People want to know more. Yeah. People want to go like, well, what's different about you? Because like, I love like you don't have to say I love, I love myself. But actually like, because actually, at the end of the day, all of this comes down to is that it's that a verb of us, I think it was in 1 John, which says, God is love. Mm. So if we do not love other people, we are not showing them God. If we do not love ourselves, we're not showing them God. Every time we love, we are showing people God because God is love, you know. And if we aren't loving, we're not showing God to ourselves, to other people, or to God himself, you know. God is love. I think that sums it up, Bex. Yeah. Should we pray? Yeah. God, I thank you that you love us so recklessly and so unconditionally. And I just pray that for each and every person listening to today and for me and Becky, that mm. you would just remind us of that love, fill us with that love, and just help us to love other people as, as you love us, to help us to love you as you love us, and to help us to love ourselves as you love us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Push me, we're going by a canal, you push me in the canal. That'd be fun. Mm. Mary has a habit with her, uh, she's got these electric wheels she uses sometimes. And um, 
they don't work up hills, but they suddenly start working down hills. So I like get to the top and I'm dead. And the mirror just rolls down. That happened last time before. It did. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to the Valley Project. Yeah, we hope you've you. enjoyed the series, and uh, we'll be back with our next series very soon. Yeah. We hope you have the most beautiful day.